WKCR-FM New York, and we're here with Kiyomi Taylor, uh, and this is a podcast with Stepan, your host, and I'm interviewing people and students, artists from the Columbia MFA program, and today with me is Kiyomi Taylor, and uh, she is born in 1995, she is a multimedia artist born and raised in South Orange, New Jersey. She received her BFA from New York University in 2017 and will receive her MFA from Columbia at 2021. Her work examines her family's narrative, history, as well as iconography of her mixed race heritage, Black and Japanese. Taylor uses collage, mixed media, painting, drawing, installation, stop motion, animation, performance, and sculpture to consider ancestral memory and her own inner emotional life. She currently lives in Harlem. Since vacating her studio at Columbia, she has been working out of her parents' house in West Orange, New Jersey. And the song we just heard was Groove Me by King Floyd, a choice by Kiyomi. So, hi, Kiyomi. How are you? Hi. Hi, Stepan. Hi. What's up? <laughs> you know, I'm just out here in my parents' backyard. I did a workout with my mom just now. What kind um, of? You know, a high-intensity cardio video. Oh, really? Burpees and stuff. Push-ups, burpees. Outside? Um, yeah, yeah. You know, squat <laughs> jumps. Wow. Um, I find myself working out with my mom a lot. Um, <laughs> and That's good. I didn't realize you had just played Groove Me by King Floyd. Um, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. My, my high school band um, used to perform that song <laughs> all the time. And you sang or you played something? Yeah, so I sang. Me and my best friend, Nigel, who... So we went to elementary school, middle school, and high school together. And actually, he's my roommate in Harlem now. He works at the Harlem School of the Arts. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we sang in a band in high school together. Um, that was my song. So I, I was singing solo on that song. But we, you know, alternate and sing background for each other. Um, oh. Our band was called the Mother Funkers. Mother Funkers. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That, that's like, do you, do you still have a band? Um, yes and no. So I, I make, I make music with some friends pretty unofficially. Um, Mm -hmm. and you might remember at open studios. Mm -hmm. Well, well, no one, it's funny. None of my classmates, of course, you guys were busy in your studios. (laughs) So I know none. Oh, but we had the group crit and I played the video. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I I saw it. I saw it. Musical performance there and that's my friend Javon who's really talented and plays the guitar and my friend Hannah who um, plays the clarinet she used to be in a marching band down in Texas um, in high school Um, and my friend Mia who has a great voice and Nigel who I always sing with and actually Nigel and I so that's pretty unofficial but we we like write music and we haven't really like pegged anything down yet but I actually, Nigel and I sing background in my mom's band here in New Jersey. She's in a, um, a cover band, um, kind of like my high school band was one. She's been in cover bands, like funk and soul cover bands uh-huh. um, for like my whole life growing up. So, but she took a while off. She was working a lot. Um, this is kind of new. They're called Essex Funk. 
collective, the Essex Funk Collective, and we sing background for them. And before, oh. you know, before the pandemic, we were we were gigging with them kind of often at like restaurants and bars around here. Can you can you search for them like online? Can you can you? Um, like, not really. Them? We don't have any demos or anything. <laughs> They're uh -huh. just live, just live performances. But actually, she's trying to get together some demos here. My parents have a little studio set up um, in the house, so um, you know the bandmates um, have been sending over, you know. Um, recordings of their parts and they're trying to cut them together does your father also do music yeah he does well so um my dad plays the keyboard oh and and my my mom and my dad actually released a um an r&b album in the 90s um <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. good it's actually on Spotify that you can find. Really? What's um, the name? I mean, listeners yeah. can like search for it. Yes. Yeah, so, What's the name? So um, the name, sorry. So the artist's name is Imani and the title of the album is Songs of Faith. It's a play on words because my mom's name is Faith <laughs> and Imani means faith in Swahili. Mm. So um, it's, I mean, it's like, it's sort of like, um, I mean, yeah, it's sort of like 80s, 80s style R&B. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to check it out, I don't know if they get royalties or anything, but <laughs> it's definitely on Spotify. Yeah, but that's cool. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, in your work, there's a lot of like family stuff. And yeah. I, and I can kind of see why, because you're kind of connected like your your art in some way comes from your family yeah in some no. way you're like it's in your family in some way which is not the case with everyone yeah no i really i mean i agree sometimes i feel like it's the only reason i mean i know it's like the reason i'm an artist is because i um i just feel like i grew up around a lot of creative mm -hmm. um passionate interesting people and I mean those people are my immediate family my mom my dad my brother but I mean beyond that there are you know a lot of people in my town um mm -hmm. you know aunts uncles cousins um I like find I find my family members really fascinating and I think I've always been I've always been like looking for a way to channel my interest in my family into you know something that i felt was um like special enough seeming to me to uh -huh. um and i think yeah i think when i was like a teenager or whatever that it became apparent to me that that was making art in a bunch of different forms and how did you start drawing was it the first thing were you first like like someone who who would sing and then drawing came later or the other way how or was it all at the same time how how did you get into like visual arts that's a good question. i mean i think i just always liked i always liked art class in like when i was growing up it wasn't something i was aware i was good at until like middle school i remember um you know, I'd like, I'd like copy drawings and it would go well. And then I'd start making my own and teachers would be like, this is great. Kill me. Like, we're going to put it up in our classroom. And you know, like when you're, I don't know, when you're young and impressionable and someone tells you you're good at something, yeah. and, you know, yeah. And you just want to keep doing it <laughs> because yeah. you're like, oh, like I'm good at this. This could be mm -hmm. um, my thing I, and I enjoy it. And so then I started making stuff on my own, like probably in like when I was like 12, 13. Um, and actually I draw family members around the house. Like um, my mom has all these great photos of like her grandmother in Japan um, and like in the 50s and, um, and my dad to his great pictures from like the 60s and 70s of his family when he was like a baby and and when he was a kid. Um, so I'd like just draw those and then I draw, make my 
family sit for me. Um, but I was always like uh, in the middle school and stuff. I did like musical theater, <laughs> and actually, I think that's a big influence on my work too. Is like doing musical theater in in high school and middle school. Um, you know, certainly um, also frames how I think about art. Yeah, they were all happening at the same time. I think. Yeah, yeah, but wait, who 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 is from Japan? Yeah, so my. And who is who? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I always mom, mix it up. I know, I know. So my mom is half Japanese. She was born. Um, she was born in Fukuoka, Japan. Um, uh-huh. And um, her mom, my grandmother, my oba, is um, you know, was was obviously from Fukuoka, from Iki Island specifically in Fukuoka, a small island in Fukuoka, and um, so she. She's Japanese from Fukuoka. My mom is half, and um, my grandma's dad was actually a a shipping magnate. Uh-huh. Um. Anyways, so you know, it's a um, typical World War II story. My my grandfather, um, uh, black man from Arkansas, um, was overseas at the Japanese military base. Uh, he was in the Air Force and the Navy. Um. And you know, my he met my rebellious, wealthy Japanese grandmother, and then she <laughs> married him and was disowned by her family. Oh my god! Um, yeah, and then you know, cle- cleaned houses in Washington State, where they moved with my mom and her younger sister, um, and then had one more baby. <laughs> So it's dramatic, and that's the other thing is all these dramatic stories. I was, I felt like, I always felt like there was a lot of drama to all the stories that my parents told me about their lives, about their parents' lives, or their parents' parents' lives. Um, and I've sort of always been trying to make things about that. But it sounds like when you talk about it, it sounds like there's no drama. It sounds like it's a happy family. It's like uh, everybody <laughs> oh. sings. You work out together. It sounds really <laughs> beautiful. Like I would like to have a family like that. Well, this well, it's interesting. Well, now things are relatively calm, <laughs> but mm-hmm. historically things have not been calm. Yeah, yeah. For my parents and their, but you know, they really built a a warm like a comfortable life not just in terms of like i don't know like having you know whatever like a suburban house and a house in the suburbs and like a backyard and that sort of stuff but like really a warm life like they have a ton of close friends um you know who have i who i've always grown up around all these extended family members um they're like kind comfortable people um sorry there's this speaker just turned on next to me um but yeah well that's always interested me too is like the way that time transforms things because um and whether or not like i'm still living with all of those more intense dramas of the past in my life now even though it looks a lot different and um you know, I mean, which isn't to say that there are, you know, me and my, my family and I, we fight and <laughs> we fight and stuff sometimes. We're relatively close. Yeah. We're close, but, you know, it's not without every family has its dramas. What's that Tolstoy quote? Um, um, every every happy family is, is similar in that they're happy. Every unhappy family is unhappy in their own special way. Yeah, Anna Karenina from... Yes, yes. Yeah. That's so good that it kind of means, I was thinking about it. It kind of means when you, beauty is generic, like something perfect is generic. Yeah. But what makes us special and maybe beautiful in a real way is this kind of uh, mistakes. Satisfaction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what, what we can consider kind of mistakes is yeah. actually what makes you okay. I mean, in some way, yeah. like special. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely <laughs> true. Yeah. 
but yeah, I saw you, you have a show at Steve Turner. Congratulations. I saw today he posted that you're going to have like a, your first solo show in, in LA. Yeah. So it's, it's online. Um, it's online in September. Uh-huh. Um, September, October. Nine, uh-huh, it's at the end, it's a, yeah, at the, in the beginning of the fall. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I'm excited. Certainly the only, you know, the first time I've ever had the opportunity to show solo. I haven't even had, I mean, even if it's online or not, right? But I haven't even shown in that many, in many group shows, to be honest, in like a gallery setting. So, I mean, Steve Turner is a really nice guy. <laughs> I'm yeah. happy for the opportunity. You, you too, right? As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we had this like group show, and then yeah. he asked a few a few people to have like a solo show. Yeah. When when is your solo show? Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know when when he's gonna put up mine. Like I think August. Mine will okay. Be, cool. Yeah, but yeah, st- still I don't I don't think I I have to ask him for a date. So I can start planning yeah. what what I should do because I have a couple of things uh, <laughs> in my mind. Like besides that, you know, yeah, have some paintings to do. Yeah, you know, of course. And yeah, yeah and now I have. I, I don't know. What do you think about like this online shows now? Do you think they're good? Um, I think they're necessary. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. I mean, I would always prefer to be, I would always prefer to see the work in person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure most people would. Especially, like, my work is, um, you know, I, I'm all about texture. So I, I feel like, I actually feel like my work suffers on a screen. Yeah. Um, and I would really prefer that people see it in person. But, you know, um but this is where we're at right now, <laughs> and and online, I mean, it's a necessity. You know, we people have to stay safe, and um, yeah. so I mean, in that capacity, like I think, I think online shows are just fine. <laughs> Great. Yeah. yeah, I hope. Like, yeah, I I kind of I really like the feedback on on shows. I really like people talking to you. And like, I like to like have kind of a little party when I'm exactly. finished with my work, but this is just like, so you just send the work and there's nothing, there's no like award. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah. just, I just that's, missed that's this really, part. It's anticlimactic, right? Yeah, totally. That's so true. And you know what? I will say like what I miss um, a lot in terms of, um, okay well i don't know this 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 like thing of getting to like get slightly dressed up and attend a place where you'll be showing work um Mm -hmm. is i miss that so much (laughs) like so much more than i thought because it's actually um i would always get like a a fair amount of social anxiety about it Mm -hmm. um you know like you sort of go and you're nervous and you don't like to there are like so many people there that is overwhelming and mm-hmm. you know and especially these right um these functions at school right like the first year show last spring mm-hmm. um and you know when people are trying to talk to you about your piece or whatever work you're showing and it's yeah. actually really overwhelming and you feel like you can't talk to anybody for like more than five minutes and i didn't necessarily i didn't realize how much i enjoyed that yeah, that's the best. It's so good. <laughs> it's kind of the best. Yeah, I was like, it's wow. like having a concert. A little. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of. Um, yeah, I'm. I sort of miss that. Um, like climactic, um, like overwhelming public social situation of an opening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I hope we can all get back to that <laughs> soon. Yeah, 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 totally. Okay, let's take a break and listen to the next song which will be Lucy Pearl You and we're getting back then after the break so this is WKCR FM New York 
and WKCR-HD1 on 89.9 and WKCR.org with Kiyomi Taylor and we'll be back after the song. Just fit you to a team But I just wish that you were sitting right next to me I wonder what was on God's mind the day that he made you I know he wrote a new commandment after he was through But every time I see you, I find something new And this was um, Lucy Pearl, the uh, song You. So what's this song, Q? Oh, this song is, um, so Lucy Pearl is um, Raphael Sadiq's group, um, who is just a, you know, an amazing artist. Um, and actually... Oh man, who is on the song again? Um, damn. Who's Rafa? The West Coast. There's a West Coast and an East Coast rapper on this song, and um, you almost never. It's kind of incredible that they're both on this song. Oh, both Q-Tip and Snoop Dogg. Oh. Are featured on, <laughs> on that song. You and I don't think, I don't really know of any other. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know of another song where they feature together um can i have two just huge amazing uh you know mcs on that track i just love that song i just love honestly i love that whole group i love lucy pearl like dance tonight is another great song by them but um mm-hmm. you know, i feel like i listen to a lot of music from that era like 90s yeah, yeah. Is hip-hop. Exactly. Yeah, but I don't know Q-Tip. I never listened to him. <laughs> yeah, have you heard of a, a Tribe Called Quest? Uh-huh, yeah. Ah. He's, he's, um, he's in a Tribe Called Quest. <laughs> ah, so they, they never performed... Him and performed... Fife Dog. Him and? Well, yeah, so him and, him and Fife are in a Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. And Q-Tip, um, you know, Q-Tip um, is Q-Tip, but... Okay. He has a solo. A substantial solo career, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so they usually didn't like. He usually didn't perform with Snoop Dogg. No, yeah. Well, there's like that whole um, is in East Coast West Coast rift, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially. Yeah, I, I didn't know it's real the because. 90s, oh. Yeah, it was kind of before. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. F- for me, it was like a myth. Like, well, what are you, yeah. East or West? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think it was, well, it was pretty real back yeah. then. But I mean, I just think um, it's not, you know, it's not the craziest thing in the world, but it's just, um, it's nice to hear them on a track together. <laughs> yeah. What do, what do you like more, like uh, East Coast rap or West Coast <laughs> I really don't um you know what actually I was going to say um I think I mean I'm biased I'm I'm from the east coast uh-huh. What uh-huh. can I say but like I love like um but right there if the quint- if the quintessential east coast west coast um battle is personified with like Tupac versus Biggie uh-huh. then like I prefer Biggie I think really? I prefer East Coast. Yeah, and I, you know, I love Tribe, and I, I think I'd have to go. I think I'd go. Yeah, Nas. Mm-hmm. Come on, I think I'd have to go East Coast, but I'm biased. I mean, obviously, you know, West Coast has some incredible MCs. You can't even. Yeah. But I have to, you know, New, New York. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> 
I always listen to that, like uh, hip hop, like not very directly, but you know, some major bands like Public Enemy or I don't know, um, De La Soul. Um, oh yeah, De La Soul left us, right? Is this, I, I don't know, like I, I never looked at it, but I, I never could have imagined that it actually talks about real places. Yeah. You know, for me, it was Oh, like, no. De La Soul is from Long Island, New York. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. Wow. No, definitely East Coast. I gotta go. Yeah, gotta yeah. Gotta go with the East Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, like... And I never connected it to places. For me, like, yeah. the United States was just, like, one place. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so... Yeah. No, it's interesting. The United States is... um. It's just, yeah, no, it's big. <laughs> it's really big. And it's also, um, um, it's so, all the regions are so different. Like Specific. Different yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, this summer I went to like New Orleans. Yeah. And I just uh, realized like the style coming from there, that there's so much stuff that I actually like, which is from there. And then I'm like, oh my God, but that's like New Orleans style. Yeah. 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 No, that's, stuff like that. I've never been to I've never been in New Orleans. So what's Jersey? What's the Jersey style? Oh my god, New Jersey. Uh, you Sopranos. know New Jersey, I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. Okay. One the Sopranos takes place like um I recently watched it in quarantine. Oh actually. Yeah, I'd never seen good? it before. And Is me it and my still dad good? Um, yeah, did you watch it like when it was airing? Yeah, I watched it like when it was when um, the time was when it was like premiering or airing, yeah. Yeah, no, so um <laughs> it was good. I mean I liked it a lot, but all of those all of the places they show, um, so many of those places are in the county I grew up in. Um like he lives right around here, Tony Soprano. Yeah. Um, in the Sopranos. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, New Jersey gets a bad rap with Americans. America doesn't have a lot of love for New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, like, a lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> like, like we have a big, we have a big, well, okay, so the most probably, obviously, through, like, the Sopranos and Jersey Shore, you mm-hmm. see we have a big Italian population, um, you know, uh, we have lots of Italian families in New Jersey. Um, we have awesome food, okay? They say the best pizzas in New York, but um, personally, I've had better pizza in New Jersey. There's great pizza here. Um, it's really diverse. I think New Jersey's the most... Um, New Jersey, I think, I don't quote me on this, but I think it's definitely one of the top ones on the most diverse um, like um, public schools. Mm-hmm. The country, mm-hmm. I believe, um, um, is the most densely populated state in America. Um, so there are just lots of people here. <laughs> no, but culture-wise, what 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 famous rappers are like? What music oh, and what sorry, artists? Yeah. Um. Here we go. New Jersey. Let me list artists from New Jersey. You're gonna be mind blown. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let me start with just people who went to my high school, Columbia High School in um, in Maplewood, New Jersey. Um, okay. SZA, recently. She's a recent alum. Mm-hmm. SZA went to my high school. Zach Braff went to my high school. I don't know. Um, Lauren Hill. Okay. Good. You ever seen the movie? You ever seen the movie? Have you ever seen the show Scrubs? Scrubs, No. It's like, it's a sitcom about doctors. Anyways, Zach Braff stars in that. So it's, I guess that's sort of niche, especially um, especially if you didn't grow up here. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, Queen Latifah's from New Jersey. Naughty by Nature is oh. from New Jersey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's good. Not, naughty mm-hmm. by Nature, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Is who else? But are you a Jersey artist? Do you consider yourself part of that team? Because you actually are. Oh, I do. I would definitely, I will never not rep New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, 
You have to represent Jersey. Yeah, for my whole life. Especially, like I said, you know, I definitely feel a little bitter about the reputation New Jersey has. So, you know, I will definitely be, I will definitely represent for New Jersey until the day that I die. <laughs> yes. Because, um, you know, like what, you know, Anne Hathaway is from New Jersey. But in interviews and stuff, she always says that she's from New York. And it always pisses me off. Um, and so I'm not going to be like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a city. It's not New York. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. It's close to New York. Like, she grew up in this area. And this area is, it's a commuter town. It's mm-hmm. close to New York. It's like a half an hour train ride away, right? But it's not New York. It's New Jersey. It's and New it's Jersey. Not, not even the state of New York. It's another like yeah, it's another state. Anyway, so silly. I think people just sometimes get um, let all the talk get them down, and they're not proud of where they're from, New <laughs> Jersey. <laughs> but I'm proud. Yeah, that's good. I also think Jersey is cool. I've been once, and I thought it's very, very good. And because it's very chill. Yeah. And I saw people walking around. Uh, and they looked very nice and yeah. they talked to each other and I saw like a square uh, like a piazza like in Europe you know yeah. and yeah. people are walking there's like pedestrian areas which I found like very nice and the food is cheap I ate some something yeah, very very cheap it's, it's like the food's great the um, it's not nearly as ugly as people make it out to be um, they say there are a lot of highways um, there are a lot of highways everywhere, okay? Yeah. Um, and it's nice here. Wait, I actually just, I just Googled famous people from New Jersey because I realized that I was definitely um, missing a lot of them. <laughs> so let me just, let me just list off a couple because, wow. Ice-T, also oh. from New Jersey. Um, John Bon Jovi from New Jersey. Okay, that's not so good. <laughs> John bon yeah, okay. I'm not sure how much I'm claiming John Bon Jovi. Um, but no, but okay, okay. <laughs> Definitely, Betty Wap. <laughs> oh man, Martha Stewart, Whitney Houston. Oh, I forgot about Whitney Houston, but I don't Whitney know how I like could from Newark. Um, Gloria Gaynor is also from Newark. Um, Newark is also okay. I should write in terms of like New Jersey. Newark is also like this massive like historical black um like black and jewish culture hub um like over the decades and it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't get enough um acknowledgement i think john um, travolta yes john travolta frank sinatra oh john warwick oh and the jonas brothers <laughs> <laughs> all three of them because <laughs> they're brothers oh that's anyways so- that's and you're the next. Those are some- you're next. Oh, man. One can hope. Yeah, yeah. After the show, after everything, after Colombia. But how did you decide to go to Colombia? What was your idea? Um, I really wanted to stay in the city. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I grew up, well, I just said this, right? But I grew up so close to the city and it was a commuter town. Um, basically, most of my friends who grew up here, our parents lived in Brooklyn for 20 years or like, you know, anywhere between 10 to 20 years and then like got married, had kids and decided that they wanted to move somewhere close by with a backyard mm-hmm. um, where they could still commute into their job, whatever it was in the city. So, um, so you know, I grew up going to the city with my family and they, you know, take us to, um, you know, the places in Brooklyn where they had, like, dated and fell in love and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, and we'd... So, anyway, but also you can see New York City, the skyline from my town. Uh, Especially, I've always lived, like, on top of a hill. So I would, like, drive to school, um, like, drive to high school in the morning in, like, my parents' minivan and watch the sunlight reflect off of the New York City skyline. And I'd be like, I'm going to go to school there. 
Mm. Um, and and like I and like you said earlier, I mean, I'm I'm close with my family, so I didn't really. Um, I wasn't compelled to go far. Not that that's why you need to be compelled to go far, but I sort of just wanted to. Um, I wanted to be independent, but have the option <laughs> to come home. Um, and I'm glad. Actually, now thinking about my life, I'm like, oh man, during this whole thing, I'm I'm sort of I'm benefiting really heavily from being close to home still. But so so that's the decision I made to for undergrad and. I just love the city for NYU. Um, I loved it downtown. And so when I was applying to colleges, sorry, when I was applying to MFA programs, I sort of just wanted to, um, you know, Columbia is a great program and I felt I would be lucky to get in, but I also definitely prioritized going to school in the city. Um, you know, if it hadn't been here, it would have been Hunter or um, SBA somewhere else in the city. Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to leave. Because your work is very, you know, that's because your work is very like painterly. It's very like, like there's a lot of drawing. There's a lot of like portraits. There's a lot of figures. And Colombia has like a reputation for maybe more conceptual oh. work. That's that's only what I like thought probably. But is it? Yeah. Well, no, well, actually, I mean, I think you would know. <laughs> I think you would know better than me, to be honest, because yeah. um, I didn't really, I feel like my amount of awareness around, this is going to sound so bad, but <laughs> I feel like my amount of awareness around like the art world and art academia is, is pretty low. Like I didn't do a lot of research beyond like knowing Columbia was uptown um like taking a vague look at their faculty list uh -huh. and like knowing some famous alumni that came out of there yeah. um and on only those ones who are like um you know like i don't know i like just like knew about like the dana Schutz scandal and like um and i know um toyin orutola whose work you know i like went to columbia you know i i just had like a i had a perception of some people who's um of some people whose name had come up for whatever reason <laughs> um but you did there, but that's about it but you're like on you, you're kind of i mean i think of myself the same way like of doing art so long longer than you're actually part of academia and things and yeah and then just feeling kind of like having like another perception of art, not like through academia, but kind of through your own, the way you are just, just because you probably started doing it very early and then just academia hits in very late in life. Like the, the way academia looks at art. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's why I think I sort of, I think sometimes I try to remain almost a little, willfully ignorant because i get scared <laughs> i get scared about how what what like an awareness of of um of sometimes i get a little scared of what what a constant awareness of our world i don't know politics or culture i don't even know what to call it art world air um will i get i get scared it will affect my work like all that I mean, it's, which is a weird thing to say, because I mean, I think I always do this thing where I, I assume I'm not in control of what I'm doing. Like, that's something I can control. But, you know, yeah, but I definitely do. I'm definitely really wary about, um, you know, always trying to um, to keep in touch with why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. Like you said, we all started when we were young, right? Children. Um, for a lot of us, definitely making work and discovering that you liked it and, you know, wanting to make it for this and that reasons. Um, and, you know, I, I do get a little scared that, um, you know, I never want to be someone who's making work subconsciously or consciously that they believe like the market will like uh -huh. um, or, um, you know, making work that like goes faster um, or like following a set of rules um, 
that you know are being laid out by such and such important people or um you know i think it's really important to make good work to stay as insular as you can manage <laughs> so that you're making so that you're not making things that are external externally driven yeah and and yeah the thing you said like keeping yourself self a little bit consciously uh how did you say uh willfully ignorant willfully ignorant is kind of a good tool for that you just like keep yourself childish in some way which i really yeah. love about your work like i really love this like because you're actually one of the youngest people in the program i think right you're like yeah me and me and i are i were both 1995 yeah, but but you still have like this very mature um, s style because it's obvious that you've been like painting and drawing for forever, like you know. But at the same time, you you tend to keep like a childish, like playful way, mm. which which is very good because it's like you know I always thought it's like hard, like when you really want to be good, it's hard to be good. You know how to make it <laughs> yeah i know exactly what you mean yeah how to be good on demand how to be childish on demand like i always yeah. said yeah yeah well that's what i mean i think it's really important to like i i try to it's yeah i think it's really important to shield yourself from from a lot of the awareness of sort of you know all this language around like good good and bad art that academia exposes you to and like mm -hmm. certainly anything about commercial <laughs> and markets and that sort of stuff if you can because I think it's really hard to play when you're thinking about that sort of thing and yeah. I, I try and take play play as seriously as I can because I think when you're playing um, it comes out in the work and um and at the end of the day i mean i i work hard but i try to play too and yeah i hope i hope um it resonates in the the things that come out of it yeah yeah totally i think they do but yeah let's let's listen to another song which you chose it's called eddie kendrick's no it's called girl you need a change of mind by eddie kendrick's and uh, yeah Let's listen to it and then we'll be back. So, you're listening to uh, an interview with Kiyomi Taylor uh, on WKCR and we'll be back soon. visual arts she's a painter and the song was chosen by her and it's called girl you need a change of mind by eddie kendrick so hi kiyomi welcome back <laughs> so what was this song uh, that's an eddie kendrick song um it was made in let me check it out because i'm even now but this is a song my dad loves and i like it a lot <laughs> as well i've been listening to it since then uh, it came out in 1972 and eddie kendrick um eddie kendrick sang in which band oh man anyways 
you know what? It's an Eddie Kendrick song. He himself yeah. is just amazing. He was in The Temptations. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh, Eddie Kendricks was in The Temptations, and then he had a stellar solo career after. And this whole album is great. Um, yeah. Uh, so, highly recommend. I hope everyone liked it. Yeah, 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 totally. So, wait, um, I wanted to ask you about your animations, because, like, the way I met you when you just came, I think, like, I first I saw from you was, like, your animations which were yeah. really amazing. Like a lot of like collages, a lot of like, so how do you do that? Oh, so I, um, they're drawing based, like most of the things I do, but I really wanted to, um, um, so like we were talking about, right? When I was growing up, I was into music and drawing. And then when I was an undergrad, um, I studied abroad in Berlin and that's when I made my first stop motion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really just looking for a way to combine audio with my drawings. And I knew um, I'm always sort of looking for ways to make things like more dramatic, more theatrical. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really wanted an outlet for all this sound um, music that I was making with friends. Um, I'd always, you know, I record conversations um just conversations i don't know hearing like the people i i like or strangers (laughs) talk and conversate and um that always really interested me so i wanted a an outlet for sound um so i mean i just make a ton of drawings and i i cut them up and i move them around and i photograph them and it takes forever um but it's still one of the most rewarding um it's interesting because, I mean, yeah, it's still one of the most rewarding things I do. And that really feels like playing to me because I can do, you know, in a stop motion, you can do whatever you want. It's just about problem solving how you want to make things move. I'm actually, I'm actually working on one right now in my parents' house. Um, and it's a, it's a gorilla and an orangutan um, having a conversation in the car. And the voices are my brother and my aunt. Um, debating about a movie we saw last thanksgiving um i have no idea (laughs) what i have no idea what else to put in this video i think it might just be that like two minute clip um but i'm working on it yeah because you're you're in your in your work there's a lot of like dinosaurs and dinosaurs mixed with your family and and yeah what's that (laughs) like i mean i never saw that before like, do you know the show Dinos? Dinos. Oh yeah, is it from like the um nineties? Yeah, and it's the um oh god, is it, are those Puppets. like? Yes, thank you. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say the animals. Dinosaurs. Definitely, definitely puppets. Um, so it's like a dino sitcom. Yeah, yeah, I have seen dinos actually. I really like the way the puppets. <laughs> yeah, I really like the way the puppets move, and I love. I just love puppets in general, but mm. um, I think about dinosaurs. You know what? Actually, I used to have a lot of nightmares about dinosaurs when mm. I was <laughs> when I was um, growing up, and also like when I was a teenager. I'm actually have a lot of um. Ha- I actually have a lot of night terrors. Like wake up in a cold sweat, like horrific night terrors. Um, <laughs> and a number of them had dinosaurs in them. Um, and so I, they were sort of like planted in my subconscious brain by these dreams and nightmares. Um, and then, you know, also growing up, like most people, you know, I watched like The Land Before Time. Um, oh, that's so there was good. This, yeah, there was this BBC series, um, walking with dinosaurs that i source from a lot i love it because they use like puppets and animatronics mm-hmm. um and i think it's really beautiful um and <sighs> so i don't i just think of they you know they're a symbol already because of my exposure to them um in dreams and in television shows and in movies in ways that i thought i just found to be really meaningful already but then um they definitely um 
you know, I began to think of them when I started making work and, you know, actively looking for symbols and things to stand in for um, thoughts and feelings and family members. And because that's, you know, my work really is looking for, you know, trying to condense things into symbols to tell a story about a feeling, um, about like a thought I'm having or even like a wish that I'm trying to <laughs> somehow, somehow complete. Um, so, you know, when I started thinking about that, I began to, I began to view them as, um, you know, metaphors for time, um, for, um, you know, uh, for like the threat of extinction, um, for the like remains of um, old family members and old um, like traumas that I'm still living with. Um, regardless of how long ago they happened, right? Because um, skeletons don't go away. Uh, fossils remain. Just sort of thinking about them as, sort of thinking about them as time. Um, yeah, symbols for time and the complexities of just yeah. the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, so, so you kind of have your own way of thinking about them. Mm -hmm. and they symbolize so many things yeah they mean yeah they symbolize a lot of things and and in some way they perfectly symbolize the thing you feel about your yeah. family and like they're also like scary but they're nice and yes exactly and i and i'll put them in like i'll put them in old family photos and stuff i mean i i like to think about them as um especially because they showed up in so many nightmares um of mine I like to think about them as you know um when I put them in things and they're not um and they're benign and they're not hurting anyone um you know I think about that as a wish to um you know the way the ways we can learn to live with um bad things that happened in the past um because you know you have to you have to learn to live with those things oh, I remember I watched this cartoon with dinosaurs uh, in New York. They're like dinosaurs. It's like a Steven Spielberg cartoon. Do you remember? Um, it's like a orange T-Rex with like others. I don't know. It's called, uh, I see, it's called We're Back. We are back. We're I'm back. That. Yeah, I think this one, this one was cool. I watched that when I was a child. Oh, a dinosaur story. I uh -huh. see now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this. I think this one's good. And it's look, Walter Cronkite's in it, and so is John Goodman. I think that one was really good. Okay, you know what? Uh, this is my research for the week, Stupan. Yeah. Did you watch Jurassic Park? <laughs> oh my God, I love Jurassic Park. Well, Jurassic Park is great. I mean, obviously. But Jurassic Park is great because those animatronics are incredible. Yeah, that's what's so I love, I love, I love the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. And they're you, so you know what? And they're big and they're gorgeous. Yeah, and the music and everything. Oh, and the music is beautiful. Oh, it's the same, um, it's the same, um, Oh God! It's the same John Williams, with, um, so. Star Wars, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's like the best film music, you know. What, but you know what's like so good about Jurassic Park? I love the logo. I really. Yeah, love that's it. actually so. Yeah. The logo is amazing. so good. Jurassic huh? Park is like a perfect movie. Yeah, yeah. It's and honestly, I like the second one too. I the, I I continue to see every Jurassic Park movie. Um, into now just mm -hmm. to see dinosaurs. Wait, is there more than two? Yeah, there there was one released like um I want to say two years ago. Really? Oh fuck. Yeah. Oh, check it out. Chris Pratt is out here training Velociraptors. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there was actually I think one came out as soon as like a year and a half ago. Uh, and now and I think the sequel to that one is going to be that um all these dinosaurs got free in like the real world. Mm. So I think they're going to be outside of the park in the next movie, if they ever make one. Yeah. <laughs> but highly recommend that it's worth it for the dinosaurs. You should watch it during this pandemic time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally out of the pandemic. I'm, I, I don't have pandemic anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm in yeah, my studio good. and I'm working and I forgot that it's pandemic. Yeah, you're like, it's not, that's good. It's not relevant to your life right now. You can just yeah. work. Yeah, I'm just like, because I, I, I mean, it's more relevant to people who aren't in their studios. Like, Yeah, right? no, you're right. I mean, for artists, right? If you're just, <laughs> you're just not really seeing anyone, um, you know, certainly that's good. You can just work and stuff. I want to, um, um, I've been thinking about the time I spent in Zagreb. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? It was great. I had an amazing time in Zagreb. Yeah, had... wait. You told me that it was actually one of the favorite places you visited or something. Yeah, no, it was. It was, we, I went to like quite a few places in Europe during that um, spring. Mm-hmm. And it was just great. I went to the, um, you know, gotta go to the national parks. They were mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, we spent time in Split. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really nice. My, me and my friends slept in slept in this rental car overnight to try to get to one of the um, the the national parks with all the waterfalls. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. You know that Split has a big hip hop scene. <laughs> a bl- a big hip hop scene? Yes. I did not know that, but yeah. I that. I can send you a few. Yeah, please do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. It's so funny that you've been in Croatia. Yeah, I love it. I've been in. Um, I've been in Croatia, and I've also been in. Um, in Kazakhstan, and I love to tease both you and Ika about that. Wait, you've been in Kazakhstan? <laughs> yeah, just for one weekend. I spent one whirlwind weekend in Almaty. Oh my and, god! Uh, yeah, um, oh. this is my my friends, my my best friend's mom um, lives and works there. Wow! Yeah, so anyway, so much want to go to this part of the world, like Kazakhstan, yeah. like Iran, like this kind of Middle East, but more towards the east. I think yeah, it's like can- so good. You should go. I mean, I, I haven't traveled. It's funny because I haven't like traveled to like a lot of places. I just happen to have been. <laughs> I just happen to have been um, to Almaty and because I know someone lives there and I had a great time. I, I liked it a lot and, and I loved uh, Croatia. Yeah, but it's cool. You Like, I think it's important for, for uh, people from the U.S. Uh, to go outside of the U.S. I think so too. <laughs> it's such a it's such a place which kind of can be good enough for not not to leave, but it's actually like I I, I, I never knew that so much. But since I'm here, I, I really see that people are kind of why would I even go and you know it's it's big enough for you to not leave because we as a small country we ne- I never felt that I was always like of course you want to leave it's like the only thing you want to do yeah yeah but yeah okay we have to. Mm. we have to uh, say bye 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 now and play another song and yeah thank you Kiyomi like I think this was nice I had a good time thank you yeah thank you and yeah so the last song will be by Tamiya officially missing you so by the songs were chosen by you Kiyomi and they were all really cool and yeah thank you again and this was really cool yes thank you i'll talk to you soon yeah talk to you soon so (laughs) this uh wkcr and an interview with kiyomi taylor tune in at 89.9 on the dial and listen you can listen online at wkcr.org and this is a pre-recorded show on Tuesday and it's going to hear on Sunday and thank you all for listening and have a good night.
Say.